in the broadcast. Speak my word is about to begin. Your host is Shannon Davis. And we are living in the time of the end. King Linus. We have ignition. We will be reading tonight from the King James Edition. Jesus told us to preach the gospel, cast out devils and lay hands on the sick. If you are not obeying him, you better act quick. He is coming back and we will all give a report. So obey Jesus so you don't come up short. Genesis chapter 19 And there came two angels to Sodom at evening, and Lot sat in the gate of Sodom. And Lot, seeing them, rose up to meet them, and he bowed himself with his face toward the ground. And he said, Behold now, my lords, turn in, I pray you, into your servant's house and tarry all night, and wash your feet. And ye shall rise up early and go on your ways. And they said, Nay, but we will abide in the street all night. And he pressed upon them greatly, and they turned in unto him and entered into his house. And he made them a feast and did bake unleavened bread, and they did eat. Welcome aboard, everybody. We're going to be reading from Genesis chapter 19. How y'all doing out there? I was trying to put some uh, desert wind <laughs> soundscape effect, but we're like in the Sahara with this one. Okay, let me go back normal. We're going to pick up in Genesis chapter 19 here in just a minute. Um, how are y'all doing out there? Hope y'all had a great weekend. Of course, we were here Monday and uh, took off yesterday for 4th of July. Uh, many people on the road are spending time with their families, and I don't want to press in on them and make them uh, change any uh, previous plans they had to come on here. We can certainly get them on uh, anytime. But um, I've been in immigration like uh, every week now, um, running the hoops. I was uh, telling Mama today, I said, wow, you know, Last year, I got a prophetic word that uh, the Lord was going to help us with our paperwork, and he has done that. But also, we need to get uh, get going on the paperwork. There was a lot of it to do, and I didn't realize how much. Um, we had to get a, a new passport from Mama Narita. That was the first step. And then that unlocked the door for us to do the rest of the steps. We had to renew uh, Jeremiah's American passport, had to register baby Jemima's birth with the American consulate so I could get her American citizenship. Then we got her passport. Then I had to renew Judah's passport. Then we had to hire someone to help us and do what's called get an affidavit for all three of the kids, which is a step to get them their dual citizenship. We then had to uh, apply and get Indonesian passports for all three kids. And the way it works over here is um, if you're born to a parent that's not an Indonesian citizen, uh, 
where they can claim you know citizenship in the parents' country. Like in my case, the babies um, are entitled to being Americans, which I did register them as. But they could also be Indonesian. And then uh, when you get 18, you have to choose. So right now, till they're 18, uh, they have dual citizenship, Indonesian America, which is cool. But uh, when they're 18, though, they'll have to decide. And then if they want to be Americans, then they can't be Indonesians, vice versa. But being that they were eligible for that, I said, let's do it. So we had to uh, get their Indonesian passports. Then I found out that one of their ID cards here locally was expired, so Mama just went and got that done today. And that doesn't count me. I had to go, after I got all their stuff done, renew my American passport, which just came in. It took me about three and a half weeks to do that. And then I have special visa stamps on my passport from Indonesia that allow me to stay here as a resident for five years at a time. But they're in my old passport, which is hole-punched. So I then had to go through another process last week. took me a week. And Tuesday, I was able to pick up my passport with a new stamp. But then, in that I'm a, a resident of Indonesia, they want you to stay here. And they will give you what's called a multiple entry stamp where you can come and go for up to two years if you wanted to take a trip out of the country. But then after that expires, if you leave the country, you lose your Indonesian residency. So I haven't traveled anywhere in three years. So my original stamp expired. So I had to go back today and apply for a one-year stamp. Is that a lot of stuff? Um, Talk about a mountain of paperwork. Yeah, and I did most of it myself. Uh, we did get some help on the kids' part with the uh, Indonesia side, but I did all the American side. You should see the forms you got to fill out. Um, yeah, it was a lot of paperwork, and then I even had to do some translation from Indonesian to English for the forms I had to fill out. So, a lot of trips. I've lost track now. But, praise God, I went today. I did the last thing that we're going to have to do for at least another year so come next week I pick my passport back up uh, I can actually travel for the first time what a miracle uh, just three weeks ago uh, I was having discussions with my mom and my brother who finally have been talking about coming here and they got excited and my brother especially and said I want to come over to Indonesia visit you I haven't seen my brother Damon in 10 years and um I said, well, let me check the requirements. And as of three weeks ago, you still needed to have the death shot. They wanted minimum of two, three would be better, or you need a doctor's waiver. So uh, my brother had one of the shots, and thank God he's not taking any more. But my mother had nothing and, of course, said, you're not going to take anything. I'd rather not see you all than have you take a shot, kill yourselves just to get here. God, We'll wait on God. God will open a door. And uh, so, didn't know if anybody was coming here because we'd have to get them a waiver, basically. And then I went back to check again, and bam, God opened the door. And the requirement to have any type of vaccination here, or what was called the Padungalingi app, which is this uh, app you download from the App Store, created by Indonesia with a QR code, and it has all your health records, you know, the stuff that we're talking about being forced on the planet now through the EU and the World Economic Forum, certain countries have already been running versions of this app. But even that was um, removed. I mean, it was like the order comes down from the government, all 
requirements relating to the vaccine are rescinded. Talk about a miracle. That caught me blindsided. I didn't think it was going to come to Indonesia. There's still people wearing masks over here. Uh, Very sad. If you work in any type of business here, uh, the malls, restaurants, they're forcing these poor people to uh, wear masks. It's sad. Imagine, you know, you're breathing your own carbon monoxide all day long. That can't be healthy. Well, I said all that to say this. We've been running the uh, gauntlet, literally. And, yeah, that was a right-now word. There's a lot of paperwork to do. I'm like, oh, yes, there was. Oh, my goodness. But praise the Lord. We began to get some momentum here. Got off my buttocks. And um, getting mom's passport and then mine unlocked the stuff we need to do for the kids. So it was all a step-by-step process. And uh, praise God. All that's done. And then the great news that there's no more vaccine requirements. So I haven't been out of the country in three years. The last trip I took was... uh, Probably Christmas time, New Year's, 2020. That's when it was. And I had to go to Malaysia to catch a flight to get back into Indonesia to uh, Narita's mom's home uh, home place, which is called Lake Toba, Singlangit, uh, Tuk-Tuk, that area. Uh, she was born at the base of a volcano, which is uh, the caldera's got a huge lake there. Lake Toba, look that up, T-O-B-A. There are no direct flights there from Bali, but there, you'd have to go through Jakarta, and then there's a layover. But there is from Malaysia, interesting enough. So I said, heck yeah, I'm going to Malaysia. I always like going to Kuala Lumpur. I've been there 15 times. Uh, Three-hour flight from Bali, beautiful city. I love that place. It'd be like a second Asian home over here. Uh, and that was the last trip I took to Malaysia to then get on that plane and go back over into Indonesia for that uh, family reunion three years ago Indonesian family reunion but I have but when we came back uh, you know COVID had broke out they locked down the island for two years and um, I was actually over near the beach today well the whole place is a beach but I was over downtown about 30 minutes away a place called Discovery Mall Kuta Beach and it's amazing to see this island have a life again. Most of the area was a ghost city. No tourists means uh, no money to keep hotels open, restaurants open, no customers. Uh, so everything was boarded up pretty much downtown. It was it was horrible. You just go one block after the next, all these boarded up shops will they ever be back. Many of them never did. But now the same ones that used to be boarded are, are awake again place is so crowded now with tourists. It's amazing. Speaking of which, when I was down at the uh, immigration today, and I've been down there many times, but this taller guy than I, Mega Man's only five foot five, three quarters, he was looking at me a little bit funny, and it was like he was looking at my uh, folder that I was carrying with my uh, papers. And, you know, one time I'd understand, but he looked like three times. I saw him out of the corner of my eye looking, and I was like, what, what are you looking at my papers for? All of a sudden, he came up, and he was trying to tell me uh, how the system works here. I thought, that's strange. I, I didn't tell him. I've been there probably 30 times. But um, 
I thanked him for his help, but I said, no, I'm waiting on my cue. i got to wait on this cue I was trying to tell him. It's all according to a cue number. you got to wait your turn. I said, where are you from? Because I noticed he had an accent. Russia. And I was at a loss. I, I was trying to think of some Russian word. Um, I smiled at him and I said, Russia, Ukraine. I was going to say Putin. And I, I stopped and I think he got a little bit nervous. And then he walked away and he began to talk in Russian to some people. Uh, there's an estimated 50,000 combination Russian slash Ukrainians. They've all been lumped together by the government report that said there's 50,000 here. And uh, the Russians have a bad rap, uh, as many foreigners do. Many foreigners here get themselves in trouble. They'll ride around on a scooter half naked, or they'll do lewd acts around uh, temples, which is a no-no, get you banned here. Heaven forbid you bring any drugs here. Now, that's a bad one. But the reports that are coming out are not about the drugs. That does happen occasionally, but just the lewd acts of uh, tourists here, and they don't like to obey the traffic rules and wear no helmets, and they get pulled over, they give the police a hard time. and um, Apparently, the Russians have been very bad. It's so much so that the governor of Indonesia is thinking about banning them and maybe banning uh, all tourists if they don't start obeying the rules here so they got a bad rap they need to be on their best behavior but um, that's when the report said there was 50,000 Russian slash Ukrainian I don't know how the island holds that many people but I guess it you know I guess it has to, has to. there's about 3 million people here apparently uh, it does get pretty congested but that's amazing and uh, no wonder it's been so hard to find a place to rent over here so many people looking for a finite amount of properties to rent. So, you know, it was just kind of funny today. I don't know. Maybe he, was, he thought I was a newbie and I, he was looking, thinking he could give me some advice and I would give him a tip or something. I don't know. It was just strange. <laughs> I would like to have talked to him, though. But he kind of ran off after uh, I mentioned Russia, Ukraine, and I smiled. At any rate, that was kind of funny. Uh, Sandra said, uh, I see people wearing two masks. It's 90 degrees outside. Hey, I actually saw people here back during the the throes of COVID that would wear two masks sometimes at a restaurant. They would come in and they would sit at the table with the two masks on. Um, that was crazy, crazy. But at any rate, praise God, uh, the requirement for the death shot is gone, at least for now. I'm telling my mom, who now has no excuse that she can't come here, Mom, there's a window of opportunity. We need to pull pull the trigger on it. So it doesn't look like my mom's coming to visit me. I haven't seen her in, um, let's see, almost 10 years. It's very sad. Nobody's been here yet. But I've been here seven years. But my brother Damon says he's coming. He said he got a ticket. So he's supposed to be coming in about two weeks. I'm not holding my breath yet. Um, or, do, or do you hold your breath? How does that go? I forgot. Um, okay, no, I'm not holding my breath, right? Uh, but if he gets here, it's going to be a miracle because it, you know, it looked like nobody was coming or could even come. But now it's like God opened the door, so come on. So I, I want to see some family, and I think he's going to do it. He said he's uh, he's uh, getting his ticket, and uh, we'll see. So it'll be good to see some family. But... Anyway, I went back in today to get this uh, one-year multiple-entry stamp so I can actually go again and not lose my uh, visa over here to stay. 
because it's a nightmare to start that whole paperwork over again. And, uh, yeah, I might take a trip at some point. Well, at least I got the option to do it. It'd be nice. I haven't been on a plane in three years. That's a long time, long time. Well, speaking of brother, uh, that's the brother, Damon, uh, who has the company called Legacy Group and who has been sponsoring us on the Word Network. And so he sponsored us for a full 13-week season. Now, the contract is coming to its conclusion, and uh, we've done some a great run with the uh, Mega Man TV project. I found an editor, found out what it, it took to do the show, and uh, so I'm going to be in prayer now. Pray with me that uh, God's will be done. He'll let us uh, extend and do TV again as another opportunity opens up. So just give you a heads up on that. We have been doing that every Wednesday. Uh, that's a, that's the official schedule. Sometimes we get bumped. But we were on last week, uh, week before. You know, we're, we're doing a, a weekly program now for 13 weeks on the Word Network. Where do we go from here? Let me take a drink of coffee here real quick. So um, paperwork's done. I can breathe easy for at least a year. And then next year, I can reapply for my key tap over here, which is your ID card to let you stay here five years at a time. Once you've done the one year at a time for several years. So we've been here a long time, which is hard to believe. And uh, we're praying. Uh, God has not opened the door yet for us to find another rental house. And uh, we're almost of the opinion, Mama and I, that maybe God has closed the door and he may be getting ready to move us somewhere. I don't know. He hasn't told me yet, but um, other than <clears throat> put my faith and trust in him and let him drive, and I'm going to ride, and he'll take me where I need to go. That was the word. But keep going, and don't stop. So that's good. Uh, God knows where we're going, and it may be <clears throat> here on the island, or it may be off the island. I don't know yet, but uh, I said, Lord, where do you need me the most? If you need me here and you want me to stay here, I'll do it. If you want us to move, i got no problems with that. Um, we've had some really weird weather here. We're in what's called the dry season, so it's not supposed to rain here for, that often for about five or six months. And then all of a sudden, this freak storm came through, and almost three days nonstop, it rained here. It was like a tsunami I said, good grief, what's going on? Of course, we need rain. But the um, humidity went up 30 points. It was somewhere around, let's say, 57% humidity. And then now it shot up to 87%. Jack, my sinuses up. My goodness. We had to turn all those dehumidifiers, pulling out buckets of water from the air. Uh, the houses here are not built with insulation either from the environments or sound. Um, so you get it all here. And uh, if there's humidity outside, you're getting it inside instantly. So I am recovering a little bit from a sinus issue. But uh, as long as it doesn't turn into a cold or anything, I'm okay. I think it's just uh, the humidity change. So freak me out a little bit. Well, uh, let's see. Let me go back to the chat room. If Damon is there, do a broadcast. Yes, actually, Damon's going to start a podcast. And he asked me, was I set up over here if you want to do one? So, uh, yeah, we'll get him on the program and uh, we'll get him 
on a desk over here. He'll be with me probably for a couple weeks. So that'll be cool. I haven't seen my brother since I left uh, for Vegas, which was in 2013. That's three, that's uh, almost uh, 10 years ago. It's crazy how time can pass. And I said, you all need to get over here because I got three long-legged Mac Daddy babies. They're getting big, boy, I told them. And uh, you need to come over here and get some love. Get some baby love. Um, switching gears. And this isn't baby love that I'm talking about now. I'm talking about child trafficking. Has anybody seen the Jim Caviezel movie yet? Just came out yesterday. Sound of Freedom. If you've seen it, I want to hear a review. And uh, if you haven't seen it, you need to go down and see it. I've been watching the interviews that Jim Caviezel's been doing. This guy's an amazing man of God actor. And uh, God's used him powerfully. And um, I heard this is an excellent movie. Go and support it, folks, because child trafficking, it's an epidemic. They say it's bigger than the drug trade now. And not only for sex slavery, uh, but adrenochrome but also organ harvesting. And all three of those cases, the children dying when they're done. This needs to be talked about everywhere, and something needs to be done about it. And um, this movie is going to bring spotlight to it. So this movie, I think, had been done three years ago, and they've been trying to get financing and uh, to release it, etc., the enemy did not want it to come out. Let me put it like that. It's out, though. And I heard it's doing gangbusters. So, um, but get out there and support it. This is one of those programs we need to get behind and rally around. Okay. Wanted to mention that. Um, for those that have not been following Omega Man for some time, or at least on, uh, the last few months, you may be shocked we went through some changes here and uh, yes but I think things are stabilized now now I'm looking at uh, taking it to the next level we had a lot of work to do and uh, that was another prophetic word I got uh, you're going through some changes yes we have been so we've got a new schedule Monday through Friday we start at 10 a.m. Eastern 7 a.m. Pacific that's 3 p.m. if you're in UK 4 p.m. if you're in Germany or other parts of Europe and um, we have two podcast directories now, both on Podbean. That's our mother hub. We've got a Mega Man season 13. That's where we're in now. And then we've got the Omega Man Reloaded, its own podcast channel, where I'm releasing two programs a day. You'll get another two today. Uh, remastered, titled. I'm not uploading anything ever again that doesn't have a title. And you can um, collect them all. Like those Hardy glasses that used to have the Looney Tune characters. Anybody remember those? From the 70s? So, two different podcasts. Two separate channels, but both on Podbean. And I've got links to both of them from my website. If you remember one website, just remember OmegaManRadio.com. If you can get there, everything else you'll find easily on that page. Uh, you can even play these programs right from our website if you want to do that. Uh, but preferably you download the Podbean app 
because then on the fly you can play and or download the shows to your phone and then um, <clears throat> from Podbean both of those channels now have about 10 feeds so we'll be on all the big platforms Apple, Spotify, Amazon Google should be working now and many more not to mention uh, we're streaming live again on MixLR with this chat room and a new server called the IceCast server so we've actually doubled the ways you can listen live consistently every time I'm on air we'll be using both these streams so that's a good thing we've grown in that aspect um, also you'll notice that uh, we're getting programs uploaded every single day that we broadcast you don't have to wait a couple days all this is positive and there has been a couple of you interested in contact me about specific programs that you want to see put back up there faster than they will be otherwise and one of them is Peter Whiffen so um, I've heard you and I'm going to uh, work on some Peter Whiffen today in fact and I went back I think I did 35 or 40 shows with him praise God for that he was an awesome man of God and I'm sure he's doing great things for Jesus right now but um, he's missed and loved and um, those programs along with everything else were nuked because I had to rebuild the archives but I got them all so we haven't lost anything I just need to get them uploaded and uh, we'll make him a priority also got to get more of Michael Cummins programs uploaded so I'll be working on that um, okay anything else I need to mention uh, again omegamanradio.com don't forget sign up to my Substack channel if you have not done so already that's the only social media platform I'm using at present and that's where I put my messages uh, or send emails through so if you're not on Substack you won't be getting anything but it's free just go over there and sign up you can even have your own Substack page if you want to and I'm using it because it's uncensored everything we're doing right now uh the platforms we are working with are uncensored so we can talk about anything without reprisal that's actually liberating because you might be able to talk about un- uncensored subjects on one channel but then because you're on YouTube you got to censor yourself or Facebook to hell with them now if they've stopped censoring people I'd go back on YouTube but uh, that doesn't seem to be the trend that they're going to follow so to let them go to hell and uh, we're going to speak what we want to speak about. Amen? With that, we're going to get into Genesis coming up next. Okay, just want to drop those uh, that news to you. Um, and if you can help me get the word out about uh, Substack, omegaman.substack.com. Also, our uh, new schedule. And just direct people to omegamanradio.com. I would appreciate that. Because uh, a lot of people, um, I guess, uh, are not... Google literate and if they see you drop off Facebook they just assume you died or oh I haven't heard you on YouTube in a long time I didn't know if you were alive still doing podcast duh not doing podcast we've got the world record for most podcast episodes it will probably never be beat tell you the truth because I didn't retire and uh, with the same momentum that we've had for 13 years you know we're still going strong so um we haven't went anywhere. We're still here on OmegaManRadio.com and the, our podcasting platform, but uh, we're not on YouTube. But uh, YouTube, 
my world does not revolve around YouTube or Facebook. So, But some people just, I guess, they don't know how to Google you. I mean, come on, man. I go with what Michael Boldea says. They want to find me, they'll find me. And that's the bottom line. And find him, we did. Had him back on the program recently. We're going to get Michael back on again. And I have a link to his Rumble channel right at the bottom of my page. So there we are. Okay, let's get set back up for some Speak My Word. Okay, we're going to be going back into the book of Genesis, chapter 19. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, this is the day that you have made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. We thank you for this opportunity to speak your word today. Blessed to hear. We invite the Holy Spirit of God to come. God, direct all of our steps. We pray today in Jesus Christ's name. Again, we plead the blood of Jesus over all of us and our families. Thank you, Father God, for helping me with this paperwork nightmare. In Jesus' name, amen. Again, Genesis chapter 19. So we've come to Sodom and Gomorrah now. And there came two angels to Sodom in evening. And Lot sat in the gate of Sodom. And Lot, seeing them, rose up to meet them. And he bowed himself with his face toward the ground. And he said, Behold now, my lords, turn in, I pray you, into your servant's house, and tarry all night, wash your feet, and ye shall rise up early and go on your ways. They said, Nay, but we will abide in the street all night. And Lot pressed upon them greatly, and they turned in unto him, and entered into his house, and he made them a feast, and did bake unleavened bread, and they did eat. What was that unleavened bread like? It was like non-bread? So in other words, it didn't have the yeast that would rise, right? So it was like non-bread. That stuff's great. If they had butter to go with it, man... I know they were eating good over there. But before they lay down, the men of the city, even the men of Sodom, compassed the house round, both old and young, all the people from every quarter. And they called unto Lot and said unto him, Where are the men which came into thee this night? Bring them out unto us that we may know them. Know them means carnally. Sodom Sodom, and Gomorrah, these were cities of extreme sin. Not unlike San Francisco today. Parts of Florida in the Keys. Now many parts of everyday America. They went Sodomite. And uh, bring them out unto us that we may know them and Lot went out at the door unto them and shut the door after him said I pray you brethren do not so wickedly behold now I have two daughters which have not known man they were virgins let me I pray you bring them out unto you and do ye to them as is good in your eyes only unto these men do nothing for therefore came they under the shadow of my roof and they said, Stand back. And they said again, This one fellow came into sojourn, and he will be our judge. Now will we deal worse with thee than with them. And they pressed sore upon the man, even Lot. They were going to gang rape him. Think about that. 
Think about these sodomites walking the streets of America, Europe, England. They have their way to gang rape you. They're raping everybody up in there. Hide your man, hide your woman, hide your kids, hide your dog, because they're raping everybody up in here, as the song went. Folks, getting dangerous out there. And look at what God did to Sodom and Gomorrah. He destroyed it. Incinerated the cities. It's believed he did that with his comets. Dr. Jeffrey Goodman wrote a book. I haven't read it, but I do own a copy. I've got a bunch of books I haven't read, but I know I know where they are when I need to read them. On my iPad. But it's called The Comets of God. But we did uh, interview him, so I have some knowledge of it. It's a thick book. And in that book, he talks about where God has used comets over the eons of time as his weapons, his judgments. And I can see it. These things are flying around the universe. God just takes with his finger, just taps it. He can change the trajectory of one of these things. Next thing you know, it's coming into the earth, flying in over Sodom. And in the wake of its tail, um, it brought destruction, brimstone, like um, sulfur balls, napalm, that would just stick on things and incinerate them. I mean, the force of those comets coming through was like a nuclear detonation, and it just incinerated that place. And uh, if God will do that to Sodom and Gomorrah, you don't think he's going to do it to America? Who has sanctioned a month to celebrate the things of the Sodomite. Pride month. Pride of raping each other up the buttocks. That's what homosexual men do. They rape each other. Raping children. Raping animals. One man recently caught for raping his dog and he begged the police to shoot him they were park police true story sex changes abortions transgenderism transhumanism folks there's a verse somewhere it says if God didn't judge he'd have to repent to Sodom and Gomorrah we've done worse than these people that are right here at the doorstep of Lot's house and your house and mine if they have their way. They're saying, we're going to rape you now because you didn't bring these men out. And he had just offered his two daughters, virgins. They would have gang raped them. They didn't want them. They wanted those two angels. They had seen the angels come in. They didn't know they were angels though. They just thought they were good looking men, I'm sure. I don't think God created ugly angels. I did hear a story about a bum angel one time, though. If you want to know the story, Benjamin Rook told me, asked me, and I'll tell you. He ate all Benjamin's uh, cheese and Capri Sun. Okay. Let me get back onto my place. They came near to break the door down. But the men, talking about the angels, put forth their hand and pulled Lot into the house to them and shut the door. And they smote the men that were at the door of the house with blindness, both small and great, 
so that they worried themselves to find the door. So they're out there still trying to get in, groping in the darkness. Like people in hell right now, groping around in the darkness. There is no light in hell. Natural light. You might see the light of some fire, though. Where you're getting ready to be barbecued by the demons. Demons eat people down in hell. And then they they crap them out. That was a testimony of Brian Melvin. He was eaten by a demon and then pooped out. And then the demon ate him again, repeated. Terrible things going on in hell. People getting raped, eaten, tortured, limbs torn off. Big demons taking their hands and just smashing a head like a pancake. And then repeat. And people want to go down there? Not me. But they're in in darkness groping around down in hell as these guys were. They were about to go to hell, actually. God's about ready to torch this whole city. How long before he does the same to America if he doesn't repent? I'm not looking forward to that. My family live in America. My friends. Many of the people that are on this show live in these cities that are marked for destruction like California and Florida. I wish it wasn't the case with Florida. That seemed to be the last refuge, but there's a big contention of sodomites that live down there understanding the keys. I, I ran into many of these sodomites when I was in Jacksonville years ago. I thought, why are so many gay people down here? I'm in the taxi anywhere I want to go here. And by the way, I was in a taxi today and I made a mistake. I knew better, but I decided to take a regular car instead of the scooter. And scooters are your main means of transportation here. Traffic is so bad. You could be stuck in traffic for an hour. Just going 15 minutes. And today I was a little bit tired. I had traveled over to Discover Mills Mall quite a ways. And uh, I just didn't want to do the scooter again. I've been already done it a couple times a day. you got to hang on too. And I was on the scooter today and the guy that was driving, all of a sudden he stopped on the brakes really fast, no warning. And uh, I came forward because of gravity. Thank God I was holding on. I could have fallen off. And I was like, what are you doing, man? Some people be reading their cell phone, you know, driving a scooter. And then I realized it wasn't a coincidence. The second time, he almost ran in the back of this car. That's when I realized I think the guy was falling asleep. Poor guy. I had to rebuke him nicely, though, in sign language, because I don't speak the language. But I made the hand gestures. No erratic brake stop, man. And I waved my finger. No, no, man. Because I think what had happened is he had fallen asleep. And uh, But by the grace of God, and then I began to pray really hard that God would keep him awake. He almost ran us right into a car. And that doesn't happen. Most of these guys are pretty good drivers, but if you fall asleep now, anything can happen. I was about ready to jump off that bike and just call another one. But I need to get somewhere fast. And uh, he pulled up the visor on his helmet, I think, to get some wind in his face to wake him up. That's when I realized he was falling asleep. I was watching him intently. He wasn't looking at his phone, as some people make the mistake and do sometimes. So why are you almost running into a car? Poor guy probably stayed up late. Maybe he has two jobs. I don't know what he's going on. I didn't want to throw him under the bus, but I almost went under a car. You don't drive a scooter if you're falling asleep. One thing to do that in a car. 
a little bit more forgiving, but maybe not. But on a scooter, you're a dead man. Not to mention, take a passenger on? I was like, the enemy's trying to get me today. Plead the blood of Jesus. Ask God to put angels around me. But, uh, scooter taxi. I made the mistake, though, today. Not uh, taking a scooter back. And I took a car, and we got stuck out there. How did I get off on the subject of scooters? I forgot. I was talking about Fordham. And I got to get back on over here to the lot. But sodomites. Oh, I know what it was. A lot of times they'll ask me, hey, where are you from? And um, I tell them, I'm from Indonesia, Padang Sambian, Tuju Tahun. And they laugh. That means seven years over here in Padang Sambian, where I live. And I said, it's true. I've been here Tuju Tahun, seven years. But then I know they want to know where I'm from. They're not asking me about that. And I tell them America, and then they go, uh. I think there's a day coming where it'll be dangerous if I say America. So I've got to figure out a different nationality. I might just start saying I'm Canadian. I could pass off as Canadian. That doesn't work. Good I might. I'm from Australia. Or I could say I'm from England. How about a spot of Tifa then, huh? Fish and chips. But they don't like America. And I think there's a day coming where if I say America, especially if we go to war um, against some of the Arab countries, I may be persona non grata. Could be dangerous for my skin, my neck, if I say America. So right now, I, I don't get a good response from them, but where I'm going with this is a tie back into Sodom and Gomorrah and they like to you know kind of find some common ground with me Obama good and I said no no Obama not good not good why homosexual and I freak him out when I say that I don't even need to talk about Michael whether that be true or not I think there is something to that I think that that is like a could be a hermaphrodite that Obama's married to. But irregardless of Michael or Michelle, that controversy, Obama is a homosexual. Yes, he is. Ask Larry Sinclair, who met him in the back of a limousine. Met the long-legged Mac Daddy, as uh, one of the reverends called him. And uh, I tell him that. I say, Obama, homosexual. And they look at me strange. I said, it's very true. Really? I said, yep, absolutely. Biden, good? Biden, not good. Communist. Communist. And they, they don't know what to do at that point in time. I just say, Trump. Trump, good. Trump by goose. Trump by goose. That means good. But I said, America's gone. And then I uh, start breaking off into the World Economic Forum at the Great Reset. Forgetting that uh, most of them do not speak any English at all, so I think I'm losing them. But there's a couple people that are actually pretty good, and they do get some of what I'm talking about. But we have these conversations in the back of these scooter uh, taxis. But scooter, by the way, the world record for riding a scooter, most people over here is six people. Now, I'm talking about a scooter, and I kid you not, I was trying to get a picture, but they were moving too fast. There's a man driving a scooter. Right behind him is a wife carrying a, a baby on her shoulder. That's three, and there were three children in front of dead. Literally, it was a sardine scooter. Six people. I've never seen that many. I've seen five. 
I just saw the world record. Six people, includes a little baby. And you know, that's the family car over here. God bless them. They're doing the best they can. It's all they could afford is a scooter. Couldn't get the car, so you get a scooter. And these are experts. These people here are expert drivers. I won't dare get on a scooter over here. Get killed probably. Break a leg. A lot of them, uh, bullies as they call them, uh, foreigners come over here and they break legs. Because you're riding in a uh, in a country where it's the wild, wild west. If you use your driving rules, thinking other people drive by the same rules you do, uh, somebody's going to get hit. And probably you. And uh, so I won't dare get on a scooter over here. I tried it once or twice, just too dangerous. I will drive a car, though. And then uh, a car is more forgiving. Unless you run over somebody. So there we are. So how they get off on that? Uh, well, Obama. I tell them, sodomite. Folks, we're in some serious trouble. And then I come back to Obama still running the country. We're in some serious trouble, folks. If God destroys Sodom and Gomorrah, as we're going to see, you think he's going to cut our nations some slack when they're murdering children, castrating them, mutilating them, selling selling them for adrenochrome, organ harvesting, sex trade? And look at the statistics of what's happening to these kids. They'll use them five, ten times a day. I met a girl one time in a bar in Tijuana, Mexico. She told me that when she became a hooker, her first day, she was with ten men. Now that may make you vomit what I just said. I'm just telling you the true story. Okay, that might be the case with uh, humans, adults. They're doing that to children. And then the children disappear. They kill them. They harvest their bodies. They drain their blood and drink it. They sell their organs off. They sell these children. Some are eating them. We get cannibals out there too. And the satanic cults, when they sacrifice, they eat and drink the blood and the meat. And you think that we're going to get a pass in America? I don't think so. Destruction's coming. God's going to destroy America. There is no turning back. I'm just going to break it to you right now. Revelation 18 shows the end of America. Jeremiah 51, verse 8 through 15, according to the angel which met Demetri Dudeman. I like to be an optimist, but God already saw the end from the beginning, and he wrote it down, so when it happens, we're going to know God's word was true. Let every man be a liar. It's coming, folks. There's nothing we can do to stop it. Unless... There was a mass repentance starting with the church. So what is the probability that happened? Probably close to zero. Individuals and families can be saved, but the, the country's toast, folks. We've brought no fruits meat for repentance. In America we have it, Europe we have it, England we have it. It's getting worse and worse. And uh, those that control the seats of government that have stolen it I don't see them going silently into the night pray that I'm wrong pray that God shows mercy with God all things are possible but the 
the sad truth is, sooner or later it's going to happen. America's toast, its end has already been seen. And why? Because we've got a nation right now that has turned its back on God. And and in the void, the vacuum, Satan has entered in. Four sins that bring judgment on nation, according to the science of judgment. Dr. Hansen brings this out in his book. Murdering the children. Idolatry, worshiping other gods. Sexual deviancy, homosexuality. And it's went worse than just gay. There's men with women but they're not really a man or they're actually a woman that wants to be a man and it's not really a woman it's a man man that wants to be a woman talk about confusion which are you I was trying to figure that out one day okay understand two men with men that's called homosexuality two women with women that's lesbianism right homosexuality still though Bible is very clear about that those that commit homosexuality and die in their sins will not inherit the kingdom of God, they go to hell. Unless they repent before they die. And I understood the category where you are a cross-dresser. You're a man that dresses up like a woman, so you, maybe you want to be a woman. And the RuPaul kind of people. Okay, But I'm totally confused now. Because we have women who think they're men and men that think they're women can those two be together and if they could be together why why, why don't they just stay straight a man who wants to be a woman and a woman who wants to be a man can they get together if they could then why didn't they just stay like they were it's so confusing it's worse than Sodom and Gomorrah folks it's worse and our sins are catching up with us as a nation to the point that people have basically snubbed God this month in America Pride Month was that the whole month of June is that when it started it was 30 days right whatever date it started Gay Pride Month it's uh, Pride Month because it encompasses all those categories and you know it's right in your face I'm getting tired of it I'm getting tired of it. One of these financial platforms out there, that's a bank. Bank of America is notorious for this for years. They've been, you know, they're, the page that I log into usually shows a scene of some people. And these aren't regular people. They're freaks. And most recently, I'm seeing a picture these are supposed to be you know, your average bankers, uh, you know, bank customers. And there is a woman in a, uh, a, sh- a shirt with the arms cut off or kind of rolled up towards the top of her shoulders like a hot rodder. Very short hair. Man's Ray-Ban glasses. And it's a woman who wants to be a man. Very clear. She wants to be a man. And then she's with a black woman. 
and there's no no problem with a black woman, but what's up? I don't want to see this image of a dyke, a bull dyke. And it, it's usually that way. Two homosexual women together on your banking app. I mean, I'm tired of looking at this crap. It's everywhere. Every news network has this token homosexual. Anderson Cooper. I don't know all the names. The Lemon dude, black dude named Lemon, he got fired. Uh, every one of these networks, they've got a, a, a homosexual over there. What's going on there? I don't want to get my news from homosexuals. But every one of the networks wants you to embrace this. They're jamming it down your throat. And they said they want to come after our children. It's wickedness, folks. It's gross wickedness. It's not like live and let live. Uh, It's not like that Clinton policy of uh, don't ask, don't tell. They're demanding it. They're trying to make this the new normal. It's not going to be the new normal. And if you want to go back and look at the origins of BLM, it was never about Black Lives Matter to these people who started it. It was about the only thing that matters is we are gay and we want an organization to force this on everyone. We don't want you just to accept the fact that we're gay. We want you to be gay too. I heard this uh, almost eight, nine years ago. There was a, a radio program in Vegas. They were talking about the origins of BLM. And the founders, of course, are homosexuals, lesbian ladies, and they're Santeria practitioners. So it's not bad enough that they're sodomites. They've got to be into Santory and voodoo on top of that. Human sacrifice. It all goes hand in hand because it's all from the pits of hell. The sexual sin, the idolatry. These are two sins that bring judgment on the nation. The third one, of course, is murdering the children, abortions. And then, of course, coming against Israel. That'll bring judgment on the nation. And we're guilty, folks, of three out of four most of the time here in America. It's terrible. It's from the literal pits of hell. Are you seeing the same thing I'm seeing? Does it bother you too? So here we are. We're back in Sodom. Young young and old. I once worked for a company, and they had an accountant. He was a fat gay man named Patrick. I don't remember his last name, but it's not important. And he was a nice guy. And he was a great accountant. But he was homosexual. And there was some party where you bring in your mate. And he brought in his. A young man. About 20 years his junior. And I just thought about that as I'm reading this account here. The young and the old together. They were all homosexuals. Young love, whatever they call it. Folks, it was gross wickedness. God smites them. They didn't fall down to repent. They're still trying to get there, get in there and get those guys. They're just trying to grope around in the darkness. They were driven demonically. And that's what's driving this agenda. Demons. If ever there was a need for deliverance, and I'm glad it's awakening, 
deliverance in America. It is now. We're dealing with the very demons right out of hell. Satan is a homosexual. If we could actually see Satan, he would probably have rainbow hair. He'd probably have his hair dyed with some stripes going through it. I hear the actual shape of Satan. He's one of those, um, he was an archangel. But some people have described him as looking like a big ox with hooves. Kind of a cow's head. Or what do you, whatever you call it, a big bull, bull head. He probably has a nose ring, ear ring, tongue ring, striped hair, nipple piercing. Where do you think this stuff comes from? The demons. It is in their nature to pervert all that is good. That's what it is. It's perversion. Sexual perversion. And I've said it before and I'll say it again. When we begin to pervert the truth, sexual perversion is not far off. Look at even some of the pastorate. Big name televangelists who have fallen into sexual sin. Many of them perverted the truth. Sexual perversion then was waiting in the wings. Back to Genesis. And they smote the men that were at the door again of the house with blindness, both small and great, so that they worried themselves to find the door. Everybody was gay up in there, in that city. And the man said unto Lot, Hast thou here any besides, son-in-law, and thy sons, and thy daughters? And whatsoever thou hast in the city, bring them out of this place. The angels are saying, Lot, whatever you got here, any family, get them out now. And you know, the Bible does say Lot was a just man, but I got a bone to pick with Lot. What are you doing there, Lot, in Sodom anyway? And you know, his uncle gave him the first his first dibs. You choose whatever direction you want, and I'll take the opposite. You want the east, I'll take the west. You want the north, I'll take the south. And Lot looked around and he you know, he was salivating probably. He thought Sodom was gonna be a great place. Oh, so fertile, rich. Yeah, let me go over there. That's a choice place. Well, be careful what you ask for. Why was he still hanging out over there? Was it compromise? How could you live in that stuff? It's like some of my brothers and sisters in Christ. They're living out in places like California. That whole state is about to go under the ocean. Be destroyed. It's marked for destruction. How do you live in that mess out there? Now, no, maybe it's not that easy to move sometimes, especially if you've been in a place for decades. But I'm just saying, you're almost like Lot. Be careful. What are you doing? You're living in depravity. The whole state is shot out. Newsom, terrible Newsom. He's the epitome of a, a evil politician. Bought out, compromised on the grift he's a grifter politician politician for hire and bribery 
reprobate reprobate compromised that whole na- whole country uh, whole state is going down the tubes why do you stay there I'm going to tell you something better learn the lesson from Lot better get out or you're going to go out just the same way as Lot did with nothing but the shirt on your back potentially I'm here to tell you folks but we like the weather we like the LA vibe listen when the wicked are even moving out because they say it's shot out what are the righteous doing in these places did God really call you to stay in Sodom and Gomorrah I don't understand it look even Texas is going down Austin is at least Alex Jones is getting the hell out of there moving to Florida and I keep thinking go go DeSantis but then you know then I got to remember Florida's on the mark list so, oh man how to one frying pan into the fire because if you don't know the Demetri Dudeman uh, prophecy you need to go over and read it it mentions these places that are going to go up <clears throat> in one hour one day bam they're gone just smoke there'll be just a crater hole there destroyed by fire that includes California, Vegas, New York, and Florida. And I know people in Florida, California, New York, they're like uh, committed to staying there. Okay, so be it. If you know Christ, we'll be absent from bodies, be present with the Lord. You're just going to go to heaven faster than, than me, apparently. Or you're going to wait till the last minute, just like Lot did. Now just follow here for a moment what Lot leaves with. We're going to find out. I got a bone to pick with Lot. Lot, what the heck were you doing in Sodom to begin with? Should have got the hell out of there. Lot sooner. And realized, hey, I'm living in a Sodom city here. Faggotville. Now that's a strong word. Queerville. I'm living in the Gay Blade subdivision. Why are you there a lot? No good can come out of that. Well, I like the standard of living. I like the weather. Okay. Well, because you're compromised, you're about to lose some of your family. We're going to find out. Angels are saying, Hast thou here any besides you? a son-in-law and thy sons and thy daughters and whatsoever you have in the city bring them out of this place for we will destroy this place because the cry of them is waxen great before the face of Yahovah and Yahovah has sent us to destroy it and you know what actually Lot needs to thank, thank his uncle Abraham for interceding because <clears throat> there was no redemption plan coming from Lot until Lot interceded that we know about. God was probably just going to wipe out the whole place. Lot, wrong place, wrong time, son. You're going down with a ship. But Abraham, because he interceded, well, he was trying to intercede for the whole city, but there wasn't enough righteous to save it. But God is going to send his angels in. So they've come in for a lot to get him out of there. Because they need to destroy the place. That's the orders. And Lot went out. 
and spake unto his sons-in-law. Okay. Pay attention. Previously, Lot had two daughters that he was going to offer up to these street savages. They were virgins. Never known a man. Well, he has other daughters. Why? Because you can't have daughters without a son-in-law. Can't have sons-in-law without a daughter. He went out and spake unto his sons-in-law. Had at least two. Here we go, which married his daughters. And said, up. Get you out of this place. For Yahovah will destroy this city. But he seemed as one that mocked unto his sons-in-law. They were compromised. They weren't serving the Lord. They had no fear of the Lord. His daughters were probably unequally yoked. And when the morning rose, then the angels hastened the lot. Hurry up, son. Saying, Arise, take thy wife and thy two daughters which are here, lest thou be consumed in the iniquity of the city. And while he lingered, the men laid hold upon his hand. He was lingering. He still wasn't ready to go. There's people not ready to go. They're going to go up in the nuke unless we pray for them and God get, get, get them out of these places. It's coming to America, California, New York. Ford and Vegas will be gone. They'll be gone. And that doesn't even count the Red Dawn invasion coming up to the southern border. It may have already started. The men overrunning your country and lifting up their hands like caterpillars. Go read Jeremiah 51. I think it's verse 15. 14 or 15. He's still farting around. The angels have to literally take him by the hand They've already warned him. And upon the hand of his wife and upon the hand of his two daughters, the Lord being merciful unto him, again, merciful, and they brought him forth and set him without the city. God could have just destroyed him because they weren't listening. There's no guarantee God is going, going to save you and I if we linger in these places marked for destruction. All the more, if we know the warning and we st- we just don't believe it. People don't believe the warning of Demetri Dudeman. They just don't. And people are moving into these cities. Well, they need to refresh their memory. Or maybe they haven't watched it at all. They need to. Warning for America, 1984. You can read it tonight. Go to handofhelp.com by Demetri Dudeman came to pass when they brought them forth abroad that he said escape for thy life look not behind thee neither stay thou in all the plain escape to the mountain lest thou be consumed and Lot said to them oh not so my lord Behold now, thy servant hath found grace in thy sight, 
Thou hast magnified thy mercy, which thou hast showed unto me in saving my life, and I cannot escape to the mountain, lest some evil take me and I die. Still trying to argue with God. Make deals. Behold now, this city is near to flee into, and it is a little one. Oh, let me escape there. Is it not a little one? And my soul shall live. Why didn't Lot just obey? Why don't we just obey when God tells us to do something? And we're stubborn. And he said to him, See, I have accepted thee concerning this thing also, that I will not overthrow this city for the which thou hast spoken. Well, Lot's going to get his request, but he's going to pay a price too. You'll find out. Haste thee, escape there, for I cannot do anything till thou be come there. Therefore the name of the city was called Zoar. The sun was risen up upon the earth when Lot entered into Zoar. When Yahovah reigned upon Sodom and upon Gomorrah brimstone and fire from Yahovah out of heaven likely caused by a comet that God sent carried it in still the fire the brimstone the molten sulfur balls that whatever they hit man beast or building they stuck on there like napalm and just begin to incinerate and burn. So hot it was a blue flame. I had a sulfur ball brought back from that area over there in the deserts, the Dead Sea. It was in a small plexiglass box. I had bought it at uh, the Jonah Code conference with Michael Rood when he came through Gainesville, Georgia. Of all places, Gainesville, Georgia, where uh, I had my desert burn business and Omega Man Weaponry gun shop set up. It was 2007. I know because my truck was so new that Michael Rood, who I picked up, he said, man, nice truck. It was brand new. And they came up through there. He was in an RV. And I'd been following him for some time, and I knew uh, one of his assistants. So... I said, hey, I want to come up and meet you, meet Michael Rood. And uh, I took him and his wife at that time and uh, over to um, Waffle House in Gainesville. And I remember Michael Rood giving the cook over there a hard time. Because Waffle House, you know, they make everything on the same grill. And they're going to make bacon over there. You know, Waffle House is known for its bacon. And Michael ordered a steak or I think it was a steak some eggs or something, but he said, hey, don't cook my uh, steak over there in that uh, uh, pig grease. Never forget it. And um, he did a great meeting down there. It was in Gainesville Amphitheater over there. And they had this um, table out right outside the the auditorium and Michael Rood videos and things like that. And they had uh, a couple interesting stuff. They had this sulfur ball they said was from Sodom and Gomorrah. And they had a parchment from the Torah, first five books of Moses. It was from Numbers. 
and it was um, an actual calfskin. And a scribe had, by hand, in Hebrew, uh, written that page of the Bible. And it was uh, smuggled over from somewhere like Syria. I was told that uh, many of these Torah scrolls were smuggled out in the axles of trucks so they wouldn't get destroyed. And This was a leaf from one of those. And I think I still have it. Amazing. But I bought this sulfur bowl and um, I recall one day testing out what I'd heard you could do with these things and we struck a match to it and uh, a fragment of it at least and um, man that thing went blue and begins to you know smell like sulfur burning like you'll find in hell today it was amazing burns hot can burn through metal I'm told Yahovah rained upon Sodom and Gomorrah brimstone and fire from Yahovah out of heaven and he overthrew those cities and all the plain and all the inhabitants of the cities and that which grew upon the ground he smote that place incinerated it folks they were abusing children in Sodom and Gomorrah it wasn't just men with men it was young and old did you hear it young and old they're raping everybody up in there and when God visited that city he decided to destroy it it's coming for America folks it's coming revival the best years of America we've seen are, I don't buy that for a second the only revival is going to come is when judgment comes the fear of the Lord falls there will be some crying out to God I don't see repentance coming any other way there will be people that will repent but then again, there are probably going to be people that did nothing, just like after 9-1-1. They filled churches and they just faded out. We're in trouble. I didn't damn America. God did. And he warned us back in 1984, but nobody listened. And now they're raping children. They're eating them. They're drinking their adrenochrome. They're selling their body parts after they've sexually abused them five to ten times a day and you think God's going to show mercy to America I don't see it coming there's been no repentance how many will go see sound of freedom you say well that just upsets me the children aren't getting upset and what's happening to them we need to face the reality of what's going on and do something about it Who's going to speak for the children? Oh, that's just too depressing. I don't want to watch it. I'm going to go watch the Kardashians. Or Fifty Shades of Grey. Folks, we're sick as a nation. And God's going to judge the nation. It's coming. The good news is, though, you and I and our families can be saved. But the nation is not going to be saved. What we need to do is salvage as many as we can. Because we're about to see the implosion just like the Titan that had the name of a Nephilim by the way think about that Nephilim Titan imploded it's going to be destroyed 
God's going to smash it. Just as he smashed them. And finding my place here. Haste thee, escape there, for I cannot do anything till thou be come there. Therefore the name of the city was called Zoar. The sun was risen up upon the earth when Lot entered into Zoar. And Yahovah rained upon Sodom and Gomorrah brimstone and fire from Yahovah out of heaven. And he overthrew those cities and all the plain and all the inhabitants of the cities that, and that which grew upon the ground. But his wife looked back from behind him and she became a pillar of salt. She was incinerated. She didn't obey the Lord. God said, don't look back. I was told one time, don't go back. Thank God I listened. I would have been destroyed. Reminds me, though, the first time where things got so bad, going through a divorce and trying to hang on to my, my little boy, who I would eventually lose in an international custody battle. And uh, not see him for many years. And I hopped in my truck. I was up in um, Sugar Hill, Georgia. Somewhere about 2000 and late 2001. Early 2002. And I just said, man, I'm just being smashed here. God told me to get out of there. I'd be like uh, Samson with my eyes poked out. Pushing the grindstone around and it was tough. I'd gotten out by the skin of my teeth. I'm going to be pulled into a just a never-ending court battle. Trying to hang on to my son Heston. And I had a, uh, a side business I started called Last Frontier Media. Which I'd taken from Alaska when I was visiting my mom over there. For a few months in refuge. And then I came back to Atlanta. Make a long story longer. Um, I sold a half hour to my dad for a client called Dr. Richard Lee and it was a big win for me I'd sold him a Sunday morning I think it was a 6.30 a.m. on E! Entertainment Television and it was a religious contract so it was supposed to be a 13 week contract my dad signed it um, my dad who had the world's largest uh, religious media agency at the time affiliate media group and I wanted to work for him but uh, my stepmother didn't want me working for the company, so another story. But I didn't stop me. I I would uh, I was brokering time, and I would call my dad, and he would make me deal with his uh, his senior media buyer, Frank Brewer, a really sharp black uh, media buyer. And uh, I would pitch him, and he really didn't want to talk to me, but because you know he worked for my dad. He had that obligation, but Dad told him, "Don't get you know, don't make it easy on him. Give him a hard time." So yeah, he would. And uh, but I was persistent, and I you know, I pitched him some time, and he took this avail to my dad. He was like, "How'd you get this?" Well, you know, hey, it's in the blood, man. I was made for media buying, but I was brokering. I was trying to sell it. I would try to negotiate a package on a um, cable network or this case, entertainment television or a broadcast channel. 
and hoped that my dad might be interested in one of the um, time periods. Of course, the deal was um, he would actually acquire it, and then he would pay for it directly, and then he would just cut me my commission, which would be like a 7.5% commission. And that'd be good. As long as the client ran, you know, every week I got, you know, I would get a check. And this is a pretty big deal for me. It was like $900 a week commission. Yeah, that's what I needed. I was real happy about that. And they, they took it. It was like, how do you find this? Because I'm, I'm like the hardest working media broker there is. I was hitting the um, stations every day and looking for time periods. Hungry. Motivated. And I sold them this half-hour time period. And it ran for about four weeks. And I thought, man, this is great. I can rebuild my life. I'll get more of these. Keep working. And then my dad canceled on me. And he didn't do it directly. He told my brother Damon to call me and broke the bad news to me that dad was pulling out. And I said, what do you mean? He's got a contract. I've got a contract. you got to give me at least uh, a notice. You know, usually... The, customer notice you got to give a four-week cash in advance notice now he said i'm just pulling it well sadly it was an expensive time period i think i think did i say 13 i think it was like twelve thousand five hundred net to the network per week that's a lot for a half hour but it was supposed to be an all e-entertainment television etv nationwide uh, broadcast available national available means it goes over all Networks, cable stations that carry ETV, but what I didn't know, nobody knew, is a lot of the local stations could preempt it, and that they did. They preempted it, so he wasn't getting the coverage he was supposed to, and <clears throat> beyond that, you know, it just wasn't that, just wasn't working for him. Doesn't media doesn't work for a lot of these people, and a lot of times the media is a lot more than uh, they're bringing in, so. You know, he asked to get out of it, and after about a month, uh, my dad got the you know got the request to cancel, so he canceled it, and uh, they canceled on me, and then all of a sudden my income is canceled. So I got really depressed, and I said, "Oh crap!" I'm stuck over here in Georgia. This is winter time. This is not a, a you know, this is the the job that was going to save my butt, and uh, now I lost my contract. I got depressed. I had a Rolex watch that Dad had given me. I sold it to raise some quick cash. I had four grand in my pocket. I bought a pickup truck from Alex the Mexican who lived next door. Really nice guy. He was a plumber. And I would call him years later to do some plumbing for me at the beginning of uh, Omega Man when I came back to Gainesville years later. And I got out of this truck. And I set out down the highway. I said, I'm going back into bondage. It's my only way. I just give up. I surrender. I'm going back to Delilah. And I got in my truck. My grandmother and grandfather, they said, oh, we have a sick feeling. Don't go, son. I said, what was my choice? Dad just canceled the contract on me. He's left me with no option. I can't sit here and just flounder. I'm thinking maybe I can work something out. I'm going back to Tijuana. I, 
it's a cross-country trip. It's going to take me four days. And I was motivated. All the while just praying, saying, God, help me. I'm at the end of my straw. You've got to help me or I'm screwed. Do something, God. If you don't want me to go, I won't go. But I set off and I got as far as the Painted Desert. That's that place out in, uh, where is that, Arizona, New Mexico? And I looked at uh, the map. I was only about, I think, 12 hours at the rate I was going. I could probably make it over into uh, California and then drop on down into Tijuana through San Diego. And if I'd done that, my goose was actually cooked in retrospect. And out of nowhere, as it was getting about dusk, going down this long stretch of highway, and from where I stopped till the next point was about 30 miles to the next rest stop, get, next stop gas station. It was like a lightning bolt came from heaven. Just as the comets came for Sodom, a lightning bolt came from my truck. And I had catastrophic mechanical failure. Something hit the truck and I heard a part fall off onto the uh, interstate and it was a uh, it was a truck with a clutch. All of a sudden, my clutch went flat to the floor. Thank God I was over in the uh, the right lane, and uh, I said, "I don't know what has just happened." Freaking out, and it was able to uh, decelerate and then pull off on the side of the the road at the Painted Desert. And when the truck came to a stop, um, I looked out. I saw something on the interstate. Some part had fallen. I don't know what it was. But whatever hit my truck, it was enough to make me dead as a doornail out there. I'm stuck now on the side of the road. I have my four-year-old son. And I had a uh, zero Halberton briefcase. Everybody knows what that is. It's like a 007 briefcase. <laughs> Sticks out like a sore thumb, but they were cool. <clears throat> and I thought I'm screwed. I got to get I got to I got to get down to a gas station, get a wrecker out of here. Figure out what I'm going to do. But I got a bigger problem, 30 miles away to the nearest service station. I couldn't stay in the truck. All we could do was start walking. So I grabbed um what I had that was important, put it in that briefcase locked up the truck and I'm walking down the road with a four year old boy my son holding my hand we're headed to Tijuana and it was the grace of God God actually in retrospect shot a lightning bolt down there killed my truck to stop me long enough to make a phone call and out of nowhere this big uh, big truck pulls over and uh, very tall truck and the guy looks out the window and says you need a ride yeah we do God sent a guy picked us up took me 30 miles down the road I said I don't know what happened to my truck out there just died on me some part fell off my clutch went straight to the floor and uh, I remember the uh, the gear shifter wobbled really hard uh, so at any rate I thought I gotta get, get over here and get a wrecker he, t- he took me down 30 miles to the next stop. I thanked him, never saw him again. God bless that man. 
and uh, made it over to a gas station. <clears throat> Arranged for a wrecker to pick it up and pull it into town. In the meantime, so I can make repairs, what are those going to be? I got a hotel room. Checked in for the night. Think, man, <clears throat> so much for getting into TJ in the next 12 hours. Called my mom. My mom said, Glad you called me. Your dad's trying to reach you. Now, my dad never called me. And uh, he was calling me this time. Though she says, give him a call. And I called him. And he said, son, where you at? I explained. I said, he said, son, I, I think you're going to die if you go back to Mexico. Don't do it. I said, dad, what option do I got? You know, he had just canceled that airtime on me. He said, come to Jacksonville, where, where he was at. I said, Dad, that's that's all fine and well, but I need a job. And my plan was to go back and try to find some work over in San Diego again, like I'd worked uh, previously with a company called Maxell Corporation right on the border. And uh, he said, come on, we'll talk about it. And it was the best decision I made. I diverted. God diverted me. I'm so thankful that I listened because I could have just waited and got the truck repaired and went on anyway been stubborn and it, I, would have, I wouldn't be here today I'd be a goner probably in all likelihood uh, because I, I think some terrible things were planned for me if I hadn't went back at any rate I did divert I left the truck I told the towing company look uh, I owe you a couple hundred dollars look just take the truck I'm not coming back for it they said really yeah we just cut a deal so I let them keep the truck I walked away from it, um, took my loss on that, got a U-Haul, transferred my stuff on there, and went up to, um, and diverted. Went from the Painted Desert all the way to Jacksonville, Florida. Changed my life. Took in a whole other direction. How'd I get off on that story? Here we are. Oh, but, you know, God hit that thing. It was a lightning bolt that came out of heaven. God smoked my truck. But praise God, I'm glad he did. And uh, I'm glad that he smoked Sodom and Gomorrah too because they were probably doing terrible things to those kids up there. That whole city was depraved. In God's mercy, he would judge nations. When the cup of iniquity fills up to overflowing, in God's mercy, he brings judgment before more people die of sexual trafficking. More people are castrated. Sex changes. They don't allow kids to go through puberty. And then when they finally hit puberty, they realize they've got no male part. It's been cut off and turned into a vagina. That's what's going on out there, folks. And girls having their titties cut off because they want to be a man. And they wake up and realize, hey, I don't want to be a man. I want to be a girl, but I have no breast. Or I don't want to be a woman, but I have no penis. Mama, cut it off. Folks, it's happening every day, and kids are suiciding. Those are the the lucky ones. The other ones are being captured, disappeared, eaten. Their blood drank. Their body parts salvaged after they've been raped five or ten times. Over and over and over again. 
And who's doing it? Some say the American government's in on it. The cartels are in on it. That's why you need to go see Sound of Freedom by Jim Caviezel. We need to blow the cover on this. And people brought to justice. Otherwise, they're going to meet God's justice. And in the end, God is going to prevail and bring his justice and judgments. And Abraham got up early in the morning to the place where he stood before Yehovah. And he looked toward Sodom and Gomorrah and toward all the land of the plain and beheld and lo, the smoke of the country went up as the smoke of a furnace. One day California, New York, Ford and Las Vegas. People are going to look at them and not even be able to get to the borders of those states for the smoke that's just billowing from the cities crater holes flattened incineration smoke like a furnace people are going to look on America from afar and cry because there's no one to buy their goods anymore that's the judgment that's coming on our nation America is in the Bible the angel of the Lord told Demetri Dudeman said go tell the people to read Revelation 18 Jeremiah 51 8 through 15 and Zechariah 14 I think that's what he said it's coming. And men sent into the country that lift up their hand and shout. They overrun the country like caterpillars. It says, we've got 10,000 people coming to the border every day. And more and more Chinese military from some reports. Russian Spetsnats too. Militant groups. We're in trouble. They're coming through the northern border too. According to some other reports. Has it already started? Or is this just the the firing shot? The smoke of the country went up as the smoke of a furnace, and it came to pass. When God destroyed the cities of the plain, that God remembered Abraham and sent Lot out of the midst of the overthrow. When he overthrew the cities in which Lot dwelt. And Lot went up out of Zoar and dwelt on the mountain. And his two daughters with him. His other daughters didn't make it, nor did the sons-in-law. They died. They were compromised. They should have went with dad and mom. They stayed with their uh, their thug husbands over there who mocked father-in-law. They paid a heavy price. So did mama. She looked back was incinerated all that's left Lot his two virgin daughters and Lot went up out of Zoar and dwelt on the mountain and his two daughters with him and for he feared to dwell in Zoar but he asked for Zoar and he dwelt in a cave he and his two daughters And the firstborn said unto the younger, Our father is old, and there is not a man in the earth to come in unto us after the manner of all the earth. Come, let us make our father drink wine, and we will lie with him, that we may preserve seed of our father. This is sick, but it happened. 
and they made their father drink wine that night. It's a warning to the wise, don't drink wine to the redness of your eye. Not a good eye to get drunk. It cost uh, Noah his son Ham, who came in upon his father naked, uncovered him, saw him uncovered. He got cursed. Now Lot's in trouble. He should have obeyed the Lord earlier. What happened? His wife should have obeyed the Lord. This wouldn't happen. She's dead now. The firstborn went in and lay with her father. And he perceived not when she lay down or when she arose. He was so smashed. His daughter knocked the boots with Papa. And it came to pass on the morrow that the firstborn said unto the younger, Behold, I lay yesternight with my father. Let us make him drink wine this night also. And go thou in and lie with him, that we may preserve seed of our father. And they made their father drink wine that night also. And the younger rose and lay with Daddy. And he perceived not when she laid down or nor when she arose. And he, she knocked the boots. Thus were both the daughters of Lot with child by their father. Incest, folks. This is what happens when you sin. This was not what God intended. This is a result of sin. This is a result of wanting to live in Sodom and Gomorrah. A place where the godly were not supposed to be dwelling. He was there so long that the angels had to come and take him out. By hand. And mama didn't want to leave. She was happy being with her friends back there. Oh, my beloved Sodom and Gomorrah. I'm going to miss you. She died. Dad got drunk. Younger girls got impregnated. A lot of lessons here. Thus were both the daughters of Lot with child by their father, created two bastard inbreeds, inbred. And the firstborn bare a son and called his name Moab, the same as the father of the Moabite son of this day. And the younger she also bare a son and called his name Benami, the same as the father of the children of Ammon. Moabites and Ammonites until this day. I'm going to stop right there. It's not over yet for a lot. He's got more troubles coming. We're going to stop right there. Our nation's got troubles coming. We all got troubles when we disobey the Lord. I've done my share. One person said, I paid my a high price for a lot of low living. Lord Jesus, forgive me. Forgive us all. Forgive our land, but judgment's coming, folks. We're to bring fruits, meat, for repentance. One thing to confess a sin. There's serial killers that'll confess to you that they sliced and diced somebody up and ate them with farber beans and chiante, but they're not sorry for it. They've made no change. Our nation's made no change. Look at the travesty of the the president probably doesn't know his middle name he's just a walking puppet teleprompter puppet that started he can't even read a teleprompter anymore he's reading the quotes also that guy's gone 
there is no salvation left for him. When you lose your mind, how are you going to be in your right mind to repent and receive the truth? Biden's headed for hell. He's on a he's on a collision course with hell in the lake of fire. And his son gets off. That's why I tell the people over here, we got a president who sold out to the communist. He's communist and road government's been run by a gay man named Barack Obama and Susan Rice and these other uh, bureaucrats behind the scene just like Alan Dulles ran the CIA even after he was fired by JFK they murdered JFK and then he sat on the Warren Commission to, to investigate it the murder that he had just committed a conspiracy with other CIA agents that he oversaw and the mafia that they hired And someone put a bullet right in JFK's throat from the storm drain. He was shot from multiple positions by multiple marksmen, including a sage named St. James, if I recall, a hitman for the uh, CA. We're in some serious trouble. Repent means to make a change. None of these guys and gals have made any changes. Hunter Biden has not made a change. Report I just read today is uh, there was uh, coke found in the library of the White House. People trying to figure out how it got in there. I think Hunter Biden, he was here early, wasn't he? He was hanging out, celebrating the 4th of July. Was he in one of those bathrooms too? Or the library hitting that coke? I mean, they slapped him with a what a, a misdemeanor. What are they going to give him? Um, a fine, and that's it. He's guilty of a felony gun charge. Should be in jail for that. And they're still trying to persecute Trump and put him behind bars and round up people. They're exercising their uh, freedom of assembly over there on January 6th. Trying to make some sense of this um, capture of the voting machines. The still of the vote. Biden got more votes than Obama? You're kidding me? I'm not, ki- I'm not kidding about it. I know what happened. That's why I tell the Indonesians over here. The election was stolen. We've been we've been taken over by communists. Whatever you want to call them. That's right. The Alaskan said Hunter dropped his sack. <laughs> and sadly, they found Robert De Niro's grandson near a uh, a bag of white powder. There was a televangelist who wrote a book about uh how he rose from being a uh a drug dealer to running a successful church that Paul White ended up taking over. I forgot his name and Zachary Timms, I think his name was. He was found in a hotel with a, a bag of white powder too. And I'm here to tell you it wasn't white sugar. It wasn't baking powder. He went baking cornbread in that hotel room. Folks, these people they're bringing no fruits meat for repentance they're bringing fruits 
ripe for the judgment of God, just as our nation is. Individuals can repent. God can save you and I through the fire without burning, like he told Demetri Dudeman. Because Demetri's response to God was, you're going to destroy the country. What about your people here? God said, just as he protected them in the fire, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, he'll protect his people. Now, if God has you on an assignment in California, that's one thing. He can protect you, or he can take you home and be with him, if you know him. Some people are going to be pushing their luck, if you will, tempting God, and you know Christ, and in his mercy, you know, he just takes you on home in the nuke. That's how you want to go home, so be it. I love my California. I love my Florida. I, I'm, I really am. I'm, I'm heartbroken about the fact that Florida's on the list. I was saying, that's the last place left other than Alaska. Where men can still be free. Not Texas anymore. It's been taken over. And Governor Abbott, he's part of the World Economic Forum. What's that tell you? Compromise. But Florida's going to be hit. You're running from one, running from one place to to another. It's going to be hit. I think I may have to go to Georgia, folks. Georgia is still safe, maybe. Just don't be in downtown Atlanta. Got to go to North Georgia. Maybe Gainesville will be a. But then they got MS-13 up there. I forgot about that. So I don't know. I really don't know. I'm not in much better shape. I'm 30 kilometers from a volcano, so. If your volcano went off in Bali, you need to pray. Because they have an active one here. It's a super volcano on top of that. I'm living in a, I'm living in a, a form of Sodom and Gomorrah. It's a, it's a cursed island. I said, God, what am I doing here? If there's not a reason for me to be here, I said, God, get me out of here. Because I've had enough. Everywhere I look, it's cursed. Idols everywhere people worshiping idols I saw a lady today praying to demons she was praying intensely more than most Christians pray she was praying to a demon that's a shame folks when Muslims pray five times a day to their demon and Hindus pray to their demon intently and they go out there and take care of the altars do the sacrifices every day and God can't get five minutes out of most of us in prayer let alone reading his word. We're in trouble. And where are the TV preachers calling a people and a nation to repentance? Do a sampling of it. Most of it is hell song music. Live your best life now. There's some dude from Nigeria. He's come to America, running revivals, and all he's talking about is ascension, taking trips up into heaven. Apostle Paul only went up about twice. How's this guy going up all the time? We're in trouble. People having um, homosexual affairs in the church. Some of the pulpit, lesbians in the pulpit, witchcraft going on, 
Kundalini. Materialism. No repentance. Everybody should be in the church should be called for repentance because judgment's coming. Otherwise, we're in trouble. That's right. Big liberal cities. Brother West said, and USA are definitely gone. The other says, is there any geographic location safe? Not on this earth, but some players worse than others. I don't know, folks. Me and others have been looking for a place only can't find it. I thought maybe uh, there were some nations you could go to and then find out that the EU is right at the forefront of this persecution that's coming. And they control a large swath of the, the earth. So if the EU is not safe, where are you going to go? UK is not safe. Look, they're banning people's bank accounts over there like Nigel Farage. And talking about another lockdown that they would like to put on people. UK is not safe. America is in massive trouble. I don't know. I thought about moving to Africa one time. My wife didn't like that idea so much. Not that I know anybody over there. But I thought, Africa's big. Big land over there. I heard there are some Christian nations like Uganda. I don't know. I have no idea. And I'm at the point, I'm not, I can't even try to figure it out because I'll, I'll pick wrong. I just said, God, your will be done. And that's where we got to put it. Lord, your will be done. Put me where you want me to be. And if you want me to be at ground zero, so be it. If we're where God wants us to be, he can protect us or he can take us home when our job's done. Now, I did ask the Lord to put me at ground zero because before I punch out of here, I want to give the devil a nervous breakdown and make him cry. I'd like to hurt him bad. I don't know what form that's going to take or if God will honor that, but there it is. I'm not looking to save my neck. I just want to be very clear on that. And dig in in a bunker somewhere there were years past that I I was looking to do that and I was on track to get a nuclear uh, underground silo that cost about a million dollars if my business had survived and it died uh, during the 2008 collapse but if it had survived a few more years I would have bought one I was already looking Uh, but God knew better I wouldn't be here tonight I would be down in some missile silo with my beans, bullets, and bullion. Trying to find a program to tune into, like Omega Man. But, no, I'm not exaggerating. Not exaggerating whatsoever. I was putting the plan together. And there are places you can buy. And there are people that have already done that. They already got their places. Tom Cruise has got his. Many people. Many people have moved into New Zealand, the the elite, and they, they've all bought properties with bunkers. There's whole subdivisions over there. Full of homes owned by the elite, but they don't live there until they feel they need to get out of Dodds, and that's where they go. But, they're, I mean, they're already prepared. But that's not what God called me to do. 
at the end of the day, we really have to make a decision. What are, what are we going to do with the remainder of the time we got? Are we going to try to save our lives? The Word of God says, He that seeks to save his life will lose it, but he that will lose his life for my sake shall save it. And I, I keep coming back to that. I have to remember that because my mind begins to, to run with these evil reports, and I'm thinking, dear God. And I think about the next lockdown coming. It's going to be bad. we got a brief respite. For how long, we don't know. Is it a year? Is it two years? I don't know. I hope it's a while. But they're going to bring another one in here. Bill Gates already said so. We know what the World Economic Forum wants to do. We know that all these people, including Prince Charles, of now King Charles, said, this is the last call. We're going to do it. We need to, we got to do it now. We're not going to get another opportunity. And these people now are afraid of the masses who are waking up. And because of the alternative media out there, like podcast and and now Twitter and other platforms that are not obeying anymore. And the Supreme Court ruling, which was actually positive, which uh, said the White House can no longer order, along with the CDC and some of these other groups, they can't lean on social media and get them to deplatform people. <clears throat> not to say the White House is going to obey that. They said they're reviewing the decision. Because all these people are waking up. All the more reason Klaus Schwab and his his ilk over there, they don't want to lose this opportunity. They're going to have to move quick. Before they lose all control. And don't forget about the, maybe they're just waiting on the uh, the treaty to be signed to give power to the the who for the pandemic. And then that guy over there, the the Ethiopian man who has the name Jesus in his name. He's no more Christian than Adolf Hitler was. Yet his mama gave him that name. Go over I mean, it's you can't make this stuff up. Look at his name. Guess he came from a Christian Ethiopian family. How else would you have the name Jesus? It's spelled a little differently. I'm talking about the head of the World uh, the World Health Organization. Go look it up. The dude who's got a criminal record over in parts of India for some of the things he was involved in, scandals. Maybe they're waiting for that treaty to be signed to give him power, and then we're going to see the next pandemic. So I know that the window of opportunity to travel is, is going to be short. To be wherever you're going to be before... More lockdowns come, and they're going to require us all to have that next digital passport and to sign up to it, download it, take the shots, so you won't be able to travel. And they're going for the cash also at the same time, digital currency. So you say, I just won't travel. Well, what are you going to do about the digital currency then? If they go for the money... You're not be able to buy or sell without the app. Either way, they got us. For travel or banking, they're going to want you to have the app. And once you're onboarded, we're tracked 24-7. There is no escape from their system. And then the mark is down the road some, some bit. I don't know when that's coming up. <clears throat> so 
I began to think about this, and I began to think, where, where the heck can I go? Thought I thought I heard about Cyprus. Turns out Cyprus is not an, op- an option. They're controlled by the EU, and so when the EU mandate comes down, they get everybody in the EU. All the member nations have to comply, or they get penalized. Visa situations are changing in these countries. They're removing some of the visas that they once had, making it harder for people to live and travel in some of these countries. Some countries have moved like a month visa, so you can go into a place for 30 days and you have to leave. So, so much for being a perpetual tourist. Costa Rica is still open. But those volcanoes are still active too. And uh, people forget, well, I'll go to Costa Rica or I'll go down to Central America. Okay, then. <clears throat> Don't forget what Demetri Dudeman saw. Mexico, Cuba, Nicaragua, Russia, Central America attacking. You'll be over there in Central America somewhere, then you get you get, uh, you get captured and hung over there as a gringo. When they begin to invade through Mexico and go up into America. Has the invasion already started? It looks like it. We're in trouble. I met a Russian man today, as I said earlier in the program, and immigration. He was looking at my paperwork very strange, and he came up and asked me a question. He said, he was trying to give me directions. Uh, Where are you from? He said, Russia. He smiled. 50,000 Russian and Ukrainians here on the island of Bali people were seeing immigrants everywhere it didn't just start though it's been happening for years now planned invasions some said it's to to replace the patriots and conservatives with people that will vote for those that want uh illegal immigrants in the country. Maybe it's true. You've got 100 million Americans that would vote Trump and you get 100 million illegals that will vote Democrats because Democrats are going to welcome in. Just come to the border. We'll let you in. Give you a phone. We'll give you that um, debit card with cash on it and give you a bus ticket to a city. Put you up in the hotel. Put your kids in school and give you free medical benefits. One guy came over from Mexico, never worked a day in his life. He got retirement. What the hell's going on? You ought to see the paperwork nightmare that I have to fill out to get back to America. And I was thinking today, you know, if this thing just held a handbasket, at least I got my guns back in America. <clears throat> I got to thinking, I'm going to stick out like a sore thumb over here. America goes to war with the Arab nations. They're not going to be happy with America. They're probably not going to be happy with with the Omega Man in Indonesia. I'm really feeling uh, um, I'm really feeling uncomfortable right now. I'm at the seven year mark, the longest I've been abroad anywhere. Three years was my max before. Now I've been here so long. I'm like God. If you want me here, then I'll be here. I'll be okay. But if not, I think I'm ready to go. Do I go back to America? That's my question. And I'm thinking as depraved as America is, and I know trouble's coming. I would almost rather be back in an American city 
or have a means to protect my family. Over here, I got a butter knife. Back home, I, I got my three fifty-seven at least. I was surprised. It was in that zero halberd and briefcase we found it the other day. I also put up two Ruger ten twenty-two stainless steel rifles. I have banana clips for those, and I have my uh, 12-gauge shotgun. All I'm missing is my uh, battle rifle, and I'll be ready to go, protect my family. But at least I got enough to do it. If I were back there, I got a butter knife right now and a, maybe a blow dart gun. I mean, I'm being serious here. I was thinking, dear God. And then I thought about the rent I got to pay. Two to three thousand dollars a month in your average American city. I thought about how crazy it's gotten. I just thought I could I could survive better. I think in the lockdown. Maybe not. I don't know. But then again, God told me, um, let him drive. So I'm trying to drive it, and uh, I could drive right off the cliff. We better get God's instructions. He knows the end from the beginning. I'm ready to leave this island. I'm not, I'm not joking with you. I'm ready to go. I'm tired of it. The people here have treated us good. It is cheap living. Uh, but and that is, that is to be commended, especially in a time now where you could pay two thousand dollars a month for a rental house in America or an apartment, and that not not in California. What do you pay out in California? I don't know how people do it. But all that aside, oh God, I don't know. We're praying, and that's what we all got to do. These are the conversations that I'm having, you know, in my mind, and with others and trying to think it through logically, but there is no logic to it. It's like Charlton Heston said in Planet of the Apes, it's a madhouse in here. And then you hear from the Lord, and the Lord says, it's going to be all right. He will guide and direct you. He's got you covered. Thank God for Jesus. Thank God that as believers in Christ, we can come boldly into the throne room of grace and ever-present help in time of need. And as insane as it looks, and it is, we can know that if God be for us, who can be against us? If we're willing to put our faith and trust in God, he will not let us down. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. And so on. We've got the promises of God. We've got Psalm 91. You don't need the vax. You need to have faith. You need the blood of Jesus. We need the word of God and appropriate it. Stand on it. He that seeks to save his life will lose it. But he that will lose his life for my sake shall save it. And then I, the Lord builds me up. <clears throat> saying, Lord, make me bold. And I get angry at what they're doing out here. And I think, you know what? we got to go out of here at some time or another sooner or later. Let's go out and give the devil two black eyes and kick him in the nuts. Traumatize enemies so hard that he cries. And I get back to that point and I think, God, forgive me. Where do you want me to be? Where do you need me most? And that's my prayer today. Where do you need me most? If you need me over here in Asia for some reason, so be it. 
you want me back in America, so be it. Wherever you want me to go, I'll go. That's where we got to be. we got to put our faith and trust in God because we'll go insane trying to figure it out ourselves. Or we'll choose wrong. Be like Lot. He's choosing wrong over and over again. Is he going to learn his lesson? I don't know. We don't hear about him after this. Pretty soon, he's going to take another trip or two, and then Abraham is going to bail him out. As we're going to find out in the next chapter. Father God, in Jesus' name, we're living in insane times. And for me and for others out there, God, in the valley of decision, Lord, there is no clear-cut route to take except to you to ask for your mercy and your grace and your direction. God, you see the future for each of us. You know the end from the beginning. You know, God, what, where, you, where you want us to go and what would be our destruction. God, we ask that you would guide and direct our paths. You said in your word, in all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. So we're doing that tonight, today. Coming back again, God. Forgive us that have been double-minded. I have had my part of that. What is your will, God? Not my will, but thy will be done. As Jesus prayed, Father, nonetheless, not my will, but thy will be done. Father God, guide and direct us all. Show us where you want us to be. Reaffirm what it is that you want us to do. And God, give us the strength to carry it out. We ask that you would surround us with your warrior angels. Put a hedge of protection, wall fire from Zachariah 2 and 5 around each of us. Bless and keep each of us, Father God. Have your way, God. Not our will, but thy will be done. In Jesus' name. And folks, there's people that go off to the extreme, and they're not even having these discussions about what is God's will at the end of the day. They're like, i got to save my own neck at all costs. He that seeks to save his life will lose it. He that will lose his life for my sake shall save it. And beyond beyond all that, don't we owe Jesus everything? How selfish it is for me to think, what can I do to just extend my own life? When Jesus laid down his life, gave everything for me, for you, how much more do we owe him? What more could he give? What more can you and I can give? I know I can give a lot more. How about you? It says, some trust in horses and some trust in chariots, but we will remember the name of Yahovah our God. Lord, what is your will? And let your will be done. In Jesus' name. That's my micro-sermon. Thank you folks for tuning in. We'll be back tomorrow. God bless you all.